0: what's up guys my name is sebastian and i just want to officially welcome you back to another episode of the gooms africa podcast around here we talk about what is happening in the business health and tech spaces from a consumer's perspective now in this episode i'm going to focus on the music business or the music industry one industry that i vowed i was never going to talk about mostly because i tried my hand at it and i was never successful at it and uh I know it's a bit weird for me to come out and tell you that I tried something and I failed but I have learned that the moment you are okay with your failures, the sooner you are able to focus on other things that make sense to you or come easy to you. Now, this episode is mostly based off of a video that a Kenyan musician Bahati put out yesterday, last night, and he was talking about uh, shutting down his music label, the EMB Records. So... For those of you who don't know, Bahati is a Kenyan artist who sings gospel music. He's in the ministry or the gospel ministry business, as most of of the people like to refer to it. So yesterday he came out and said uh, he's been signing artists, but these same artists have been working with other... These same artists have been creating fake news and rumors about him in collaboration with established artists that do not necessarily want him To be successful and the way they were inciting these artists is by telling them that he never used to do okay or do good before he met them and most of the money that he's flaunting or he's building these new houses and studios and even just growing his career is based off of their sweat now if you are a person who owns a label and the people that you are helping because From the conversation or from the points that he was putting across, he was saying that uh, he's never made any money from this artist. This artist, all the artists that he's ever signed. And that is the one aspect of this whole shenanigan or this whole video that he put out that I want to focus on. Now, in the past, he's been very clear about uh, the business side of his label. And he would say that he's never really made money out of this artist because uh as it is in the Kenyan music industry, what you need to do is first of all putting in the work. And he was talking about some artists going um up to ten years without necessarily making money. So what happens is you end up having this name or this brand that people know, but your account does not necessarily reflect the same. Now just to give it just to just give you a brief background, I remember when I started I said this one industry that uh I had vowed never to focus on because I failed. So back in uh, the early 20... (laughs) What is the right way to put it? Because I can't say early 2000s because I was not an artist manager by then. But as from 2010, I was very involved in the music business industry. And for a person who's not singing, of course, I tried singing and rapping. And there are a couple of songs on YouTube that you can go check out. I'm not going to tell you the name I was using. But if you're good enough with the internet, as you claim it shouldn't be a hard thing to get. So my focus mostly was on the business aspect of it, and I wanted to be an artist manager. I worked with a couple of uh, music music artists as a manager, and the one thing I can tell you for free is that there are shows that you're going to go to, and you'll never get paid, mostly because the event organizers decided to be conmen and disappeared the money. But as a person who has gone ahead and also organized events, I've realized that there are times that you'll organize an event and come out empty-handed, and I have a feeling that in most cases, this is what happens with these event managers and promoters. They end up not making any money, and thus making a run for their life whenever they realize that they're not going to be able to pay the artist. But that is not an excuse. For you as an artist, you need to make sure that you have everything in place. I remember back in 2012, 2012, 2013, we had a show in Kisumu, and the person that we invited to perform was King Kaka. Back then, he was, he was going by the name Rabbit. And uh, the guy insisted that he, was go- he has to be paid upfront. So back then, artists were not being paid much. Uh, his fee was 20000 and then you had to take care of his uh, logistics, his transport an accommodation for him and I think his manager. So the, what he did is insisted to get the first 50% on payment before he left Nairobi, and then the next 50% before he got on stage. And he refused to get on stage before he was paid. Uh, the other artist was uh, Cannibal. Uh, for those of you, like I usually refer to you, TikTok generations, generation who might not know who Cannibal is, you need to go and Google him. He used to be one of Kenya's biggest hip-hop artists. And the same thing applied. Uh, they insist on getting their money upfront before they get on stage and then once they're done with the performance, they no, before they f- get on stage for the perform, they already have the money that uh, you agreed on in their pockets. There's a lot of uh, incidences that happened during that time or during that particular concert because at the end of the day um, the event turned at a loss because we had to pay the 40,000 to the artists. But the gate fee that we were charging was not enough to meet our expenses for the event. And uh, there was an accident that happened. The two artists almost died in Kericho. And it was, whole, it was this whole thing that uh, at the end of the day it didn't really make sense for you, for us as the event managers. But for the artists, at the end of the day, uh, they came, performed. That is what you agreed on, and they need to get paid. Now, to go back to the reference that he made that artists may go as for as many years as 10 years, for uh, as many as 10 years be, before making any solid bank, I can actually tell you that this is true. There's an artist that I know, actually a couple of artists that I know who have been there. They've always been singing. They've always been putting out content, mostly through uh, partnerships. They reach out to people who have equipment, And you see, if you are the kind of person who has equipment, and they're just lying there, in most cases, people who buy these equipments are creatives, and the only thing they want to do is put these equipments to task. If they are video editors, they want to try their hand at editing, so they always keep um, producing content, and these artists keep producing content and putting putting the content out there, mostly because people reach out to them and they're like, okay, let's do a collaboration. I'll do the video and the audio and then you as the artist has to go back and market this song. This is the way these content creators or these producers, the video directors and uh, audio producers get value because the more content they put out, the easier it is for them to build their name and that is how they get now paying clients to come to them. So as I was saying, I know a couple of artists who've been doing this for so many years but... Their situation has never changed, mostly because, number one, they do not really approach this uh, whole music business from a business perspective. Uh, The thing with talented people is the moment they can get to practice, the moment they can get to perform and show people their talent, they get satisfied. They don't really think about the business aspect of it. Because if you see a microphone and a stage and the stage is well lit and there is a crowd, there's always that internal urge pushing you to put out your content and perform so that people can actually get to experience this thing that you have inside of you. Now, for an artist who's managing other artists, I would actually understand where Bart is coming from because, number one, you have your own content that you're trying to put out, and uh, you're this person that everyone expects to be having all these connections. er, connections. So everything is on your back number one you have to push your own content you have to make sure that the content you're putting out is making you enough money so that you can actually support these other artists and if you think about it at the end of the day um, an artist managing an artist is not really a good arrangement because uh, there's always a bias is if you're an artist like i said and you're always trying to put out your content the number one thing you'll do is want your are content to be seen. So in as much as you might have a good heart, you might have that drive to help other people, there's also that element of being selfish with your own act. You want people to know you. And that is a no-brainer because if you think about it, all these other people, their career is purely 1,000% riding on your brand. So you also have to focus on building your brand. So yes, we've seen a couple of... Uh, Videos of him posting brand deals that he's participating in. Uh, we've seen him uh, trying to push for endorsements for his own brand because that is, I am assuming, that is the one, one of the ways that he gets money to support these other artists. So, if he says he's been with this artist for this number of period and uh, have not, he has not uh, even broken even. There is actually a big fraction uh of truth in that because there's this tool on uh, youtube called tube buddy there's a free version but at the same time there's uh what is it called there's a paid version and the fr- and a free version because uh if you're just starting out you don't necessarily need to pay for it so what this tool allows you to do is to check the statistics on uh, a specific channel so any artist has that has ever been uh, Signed to EMB Entertainment or to EMB uh, Record Label, all their content is on this particular channel. So what happens is, if you go on the channel, you'll see it has 46.3 subscribers, 43,000, uh, 46,300 46, subscribers in that approximation. Number one, if, you, if you've never known how YouTube works, you are never really paid based on your subscribers. You're paid based on the number of views that you get on your channel. So now, if you just look at the number of views he has on that specific channel, and Markyud is a channel that also has his collaboration collaborations with the artists he's been working with, then you realize that uh, out of the 4.6 million views uh, on the channel, he's barely made enough to cater for a video that, for example, he did with Mr. Seed, the one called Kumbe Kumbe, and just looking at the video budgets, because there's there's an, assu- an assumption that uh, if he's producing this content, then it should not be free. But what artists or the general public might not know is that every expense that goes into an artist has to be recuperated. So... If he says he, the videos that he does are approximated at three hundred or four hundred thousand, I'm very sure this zmb channel has never brought in that much money. So if you look at the video, um, on approximation three hundred thousand per video, he did, there's a video he did with Mr. Sid. That is one. There's another one he did with David Wanda. That is two. And then there's another one that he did with uh, Mr. Sid did with Size Eight. That is three. Now, if you see a collaboration between his artists and another artist, chances are they had to pay the other artists or there's some sort of arrangement in uh, revenue split when it comes to royalties. So this channel has not (laughs) brought in any money as far as I'm concerned. But I might be wrong. Anyway, just from that perspective, you'd understand why I left the music entertainment industry because even for him, just focusing, let's just focus on this EMB thing. These artists, uh, the only shows we've seen them perform at are the shows that Bahati has organized. So if he's organizing the show, he's producing your content, and uh, maybe are taking care of you in terms of uh, the logistics for you to appear on the show, then he's not necessarily making money out of you. I know there's a time when there was uh, a conversation how he mistreated Mr. C during a concert, and I know this whole episode sounds as though I'm rooting for him. I'm not. I'm just trying to break down the business side of it, and I'm using his label as a point of reference. Anyway, if you're a supporter to his music, go and check out the video on his channel. There's a 36 minutes video on his channel that is all, ar- all about uh, him telling you why he's closing down the label. He says established artists, gospel artists are not supporting him. And uh, us- those established artists are going ahead and inciting his own artists. So he realized, because uh, there's always an element of gullibility when it comes to these new artists, he'd rather not get involved <laughs> with those squabbles and back and forth. But at the same time, uh, he prefers working, because there was a conversation about him working with secular artists, Major and the Buendocs. He says he'd rather work with secular artists than work with the uh, pretend gospel ministers anyway that has been my time for today if you have any opinion on uh, any business concept that might work for the artists that have been dropped feel free to leave it in the description description section of this episode i don't know where you're watching from if it's youtube leave it in the comment section if it's on any podcast platform please remember to subscribe first share the clip with your friends and if you tag me at the kenyan entrepreneur I'll see your response, whether it's on your page or on our page. And maybe next time we're going to have a conclusive podcast of you giving us a breakdown. If you want to be on the show, feel free to reach out. The same platform, The Kenya Entrepreneur, facebook.com forward slash The Kenya Entrepreneur. On YouTube, it's at The Kenya Entrepreneur. On YouTube, my email address is available, so check it out. Reach out and let's have some fun. That has been my time. I guess I'll see you tomorrow again. Peace out.